This is Keeping Current with Wayne Potter. Welcome to the Keeping Current Show. On this episode of Keeping Current, you're going to meet Robin Cody, teacher, university administrator, and an author of books about Oregon. His books include Umbrella Guide to Bicycling on the Oregon Coast that was published in 1991, a novel entitled Ricochet River written in 1992, and Another Way the River Has Taught True Tales from the Northwest in 2010, and Voyage of a Summer Sun, a book about canoeing on the Columbia River published in 2012. His novel, Ricochet River, became a movie, which I have yet to see, and I'm, I'm going to try to figure out how I'm going to see that one. So it's a, it's a real pleasure to have you today, Robin Cody, to talk to you about the the wonderful things that have been happening since you had written this book, Ricochet River, many years ago today. So thank you for coming. Glad to be here, Wayne. Thanks. Well, let's let's start off a conversation about Ricochet River. It's a wonderful story about three young high school age people coming of age who live in a small, fictional Oregon town. How would you describe this town that they live in? It's very much based on Estacada, Oregon. That's where I grew up. I was born in St. Helens, but the family moved to Estacada when I was five. Uh, so all through school, it's a logging town. It's a mill town, especially in 1962, more so than today. It's close enough to Portland today that uh, people who work in Portland sometimes live in Estacada. But that's everything about the place, the Clackamas River, uh, the woods right next to it, gateway to the National Forest. Everything that happens in the book is fiction. But the place is definitely the logging town, the smallness of it. Some people thrive on that. Uh, the woman in the book, the young woman in the book, just hates it, wants to get away. So there's contrast that way. And really interesting people that I could exaggerate in some ways and make them fictional characters. Mm -hmm. Now, there, there are three primary characters. Yep. Describe them for me. Okay. The narrator, the guy telling the story, is your all-American kid. He's the shortstop. He's the baseball. He's the basketball high scorer. He's the football quarterback. And he's not questioning anything from coaches or parents. He's living up to uh, what it is to be a good boy uh, in a small town. The Indian character arrives in town sort of out of nowhere, and he's not living up to anything in town. If anything, he's living down to the expectations in a small town of what it was to be an Indian kid in those days. It was thought to be he would, that he would be irresponsible. Uh, you couldn't depend on him. He'd be a joker, a troublemaker, uh, and that he'd end up on Burnside as a drunk. That was our idea of Indian people at that time. And, of course, there were exceptions, but there was a lot of uh, truth to that, too, mm -hmm. of what was expected of him. The third character, Lorna, 
uh, is Wade's girlfriend, and she is desperate to get out. They're high school seniors, uh, and she knows she can get away pretty soon, and she understands what's going on in town a lot better than the storyteller does. So in a way, Wade is a storyteller who doesn't get it. He doesn't see the racism in town. He doesn't see his own uh, selfishness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, three characters, uh, all of them to me interesting and all based on some other character or characters right. that I knew. Yeah. Now, they all had some very special challenges to face. You know, in terms of their friendships and yep. relationships to their community, perhaps you could describe uh, some of the particular uh, challenges that they each one of them faced in terms of uh, how they dealt with this life that they were living. Uh huh. Well, Wade isn't dealing with it. He's he's living up to what's expected of him. So the more interesting characters at first uh, to me are Lorna, who sees. Uh, who talks about, as a high school student, as high school students in general, being separated into separate boxes, she calls it. You got your jocks, you got your farmers, you got your uh, greasers working on the cars, you got, uh, if today it would be the stoners, uh, but we didn't, have, we didn't have a word for that. Uh, then, uh, so her challenge is to kind of educate her boyfriend. He's very selfish, very self-centered, and he loves her. It's a it's a love story, but they're very different. Uh, and then Jesse comes into town, and he has Indian culture background. He knows the coyote stories about how the world was made here uh, back when the mountains were people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And coyote comes up the river. And so um, he imagined him in English class where uh, the teacher wants to study Romans and, and Greeks and he's coming in with other creation myths uh, and so he has that conflict, uh, and I make him a very appealing guy. Uh, if you can imagine a tr- troublemaker, uh, it seems to me, or at least to me, uh, the more of an outsider I made him, the funnier and more interesting he got. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What was it about him that made him attractive to the community that he was entering into? His athletic ability first. Uh, He's a gifted kid that way. Um, His sense of humor, uh, the coyote stories that he tells. He's obviously uh, very bright, quick, smart, good at administering the needle uh, where, it's, where it's needed. Uh, and he could be needled, too. Uh, so there's a, a very strong friendship, the Indian kid to the storyteller. Um, yeah, where was I? What was the question, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about what was, 
what was unique about Jesse? Yeah. And why was he so? Well, he was popular. I mean, oh yes, seen as an Indian, I think, but yeah. still popular. Yeah. 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 Well, let me tell you about a real Indian okay. uh, friend of mine uh, who had been uh, abandoned by his mother uh, to come to Estacada as an infant. And maybe you're not old enough to remember this, but there was a time here in America where it was thought to be best for the Indian children and best for America uh, if the Indians assimilate, mm -hmm. if they don't follow their language, if they don't know their culture. Um, and so Norman was a regular kid, good athlete, not school smart, right. but very, uh, very lively, funny. Um, I flatter myself maybe by saying Norman, the real model here, was living down to those expectations. He, he could be irresponsible. He could not show up for a baseball game, uh, even though he's our number two hitter and second baseman, you know? Anyway, yeah. yeah. So you could get mad at him, but you couldn't stay mad long. Mm -hmm. uh, and Norman was living out what was expected of him while I was living up to in real life, I went on to Yale. Uh, I had the straight A's and was the quarterback and, and shortstop and stuff. So as I lived up to things, the sadness of this thing is that the lovable character is living down uh, being a jerk. Yeah. Now, as, a, as I read the book, I mean, each one of them sort of deals with a different aspect of the community in place, but the river... Yes, the river is an extremely important part of this community, and uh, how people react to it and and, and the fish. Yes, um, you know, and I and I, I'm assuming that was a very important part of your growing up. Yes, in it that was community. Yes, it was. My dad was a, a sport fisherman. He would be fishing for steelhead in January before uh, before school. He's the principal of a grade school. This is in real life now. And before school, he'd be down there at, at daybreak fishing for steelhead. Mm -hmm. I saw the, ec the effect of dams mm. on returning adult salmon banging against the dam or the mill pond spillway and not able to get back and spawn. And so there's something about the tameness of the dam, the, the, the civilization versus nature. Mm -hmm. And so that was very much on my mind during this book, is what's natural and what's not. Um, and so you're right, you're a good reader. You're, the, the fish themselves are very much involved in this nature versus nurture kind of American theme. Yeah, it's it's uh, I mean it's very impressive. Uh, no matter which chapter you go, it seems like there's the river. Yep. There's the fish. Yep. And there are the characters participating in some way mm -hmm. with that environment uh, place, and it's 
I mean, you, you sort of live mm -hmm. <laughs> new experiences yeah. uh, within their, their town. Which is a way of saying how lucky I was to grow up yeah. there. The house was right on the Clackamas. Mm -hmm. It's a small enough school that someone my size could be the uh, shortstop and, and quarterback. Yeah. And we had books around the house. Right. Yeah. Well, this seems like a pretty straightforward, you know, and enjoyable. I'm, I'll attest to that. And yeah. we're well written. I mean, it's just that you have this coinage of phrases that just sort of, um, I mean, I wouldn't say it that way, but it's just delightful to, when you have a turn of phrase about you, how you describe. And I don't have a selection here to read. But, oh, that's nice uh, uh, of you to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it's enjoyable because I'm sure that's not something that just happens. I mean, maybe it does for you. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, that's often the the results of rewriting yeah. and doing it again and trying to get the word phrases uh, more lively and right. Yeah, it's just I, I don't want to give anything away, but I mean the, the story sort of just progresses through their their year in school, yep. uh, coming to the end with all the ins and outs of that experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I mean, personally, you you I I had like oh I have expectations. I mean, there's these things that are going to be happening, uh, and I'm you know it's the way the book is written. You've got to read it to the end. Yes, to really get to the point of. Yeah, resolving it and mm -hmm. seeing what's going to happen, and I think mm -hmm. it's, it was ex an exciting process uh, to have happen. Good. Now this this book um, covers, and I don't know, you could put any specific year, but we're really talking about the 1960s. Sure, I put it with the music I knew as a high right. school kid. Uh, 1961 was a big year for logging. People who graduated could get a good-paying job in the woods. Uh, very few in my class went to college at all. Uh, so it was, and the mill was really the center of town. Uh, and that's not true today. It's uh, more of a suburban uh, place. Maybe, maybe like Sherwood used to be a logging right, town. Right. Uh, I never think of Sherwood as being a logging town, at least in relation to it now. No. How you? No. Yeah. And in fact, uh, Estacada isn't just a logging town now. Right. Yeah. Now, you you wrote this wonderful book with these series of stories yeah. in each one of the chapters, and. Um, Somehow, and I don't know how, it was available, made available to students. And yep. uh, how did people, how did the public, how did the adults, how did the kids respond to this very interesting uh, book? Well, for a while, they, re they responded great. And it was because of teachers, English teachers, who read the book. And here it is, a coming-of-age story for seniors, seniors in school. Perfect time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and not just the English teacher. There's biology in it. There's social studies, the Indian culture, mm. uh, and what I call literature. Um, not everybody calls it literature. There was a turning point not just at North Clackamas School District, but centered there of church groups getting a hold of the book and 
reading particularly one section. It's uh, it's explicit sex scene, mm-hmm. and it's just deadly if you take that out of context and read it to the school board. Right. Uh, and I can sympathize with the school board um, because I hadn't planned on it uh, as being a young adult book. It was for you. It right. was for it was for adults. And so, let me say briefly, we had four different board meetings at North Clackamas School District. Four. Okay. Yeah, that includes that includes Clackamas. Uh, Milwaukee, Rex Putnam, and one other. So it's a big school district. And the first meeting we had after the book was challenged, the teachers were intimidated. The church people showed up and just just hammered the book. And I was I was there. So the but obviously yeah. obviously I liked. The book. I think it's innocent. <laughs> right. Uh, it's innocent, but uh, but they didn't. And in the course of four different meetings, the school board read the book, and the superintendent read the book and decided, no, we're not going to have the church group choose what we're doing. But this got into the Oregonian. Everybody read about how horrible this was. Right. And. Pretty soon, the book was out of the book was out of print in oh. its original form. Okay, people wanted to read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to get it in schools. Right. So it was my idea to make to convert the sex scene uh, to a love scene. That's not explicit. Right. I suggest that something was going on there, but it doesn't show it which is just fine. doesn't hurt the book at all. Uh, there's one other chapter that I took out from the book because it involved uh, two couples, two young couples at a hotel drinking. It just won't go for, yes. for high school students. So I was the one <laughs> to team Name the book. So you without re- losing so you the parts of it, then. Yes. And and republished it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It wasn't first done by Ulligan. It was done by Blue Heron Press here in mm-hmm. Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my decision, and I took some flack for that yeah. too. But you weathered it, and you went sort of with some new direction, and yeah, and it still was working. <laughs> it doesn't hurt the story at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Broaden the uh, scope of uh, the readership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I like to have kids. I like to have kids reading it. Yeah, right now. Let's let's think a little bit about. I mean, it was it was first published in 1992, and it became a movie in 1998, which must have been exciting for you. I don't know how that works, but uh, it was exciting to me. Obviously, you think you know this is going to uh, help sales. It's going to help my income, uh, and it did that. But it's just an awful movie. It's just really poorly done, mm-hmm. and it never reached theaters. It was only um, 
on the internet, and that's that's where it is now. Uh, but I had high hopes for this. Right. I thought the screenplay written by a young young fellow from Illinois, he had to be shown what a fish ladder is, and he had to be introduced to the mill and the noise and stuff right. <laughs> of the mill. But I had high hopes, and I was the umpire when they started shooting, um, because I do that in real life, umpiring and refereeing. Mm-hmm. Ken Kesey was the radio broadcaster, uh, but they just they just messed up Jesse, the main character. He's not mm-hmm. athletic in the movie, and as soon as he throws a baseball, you say, oh, no. Please, <laughs> yeah. So you can watch you can watch it on the internet or. But you're not or recommending it. I'm sure not recommending. It. I I tried to buy up I tried to buy up as many copies oh. as, as I could, but it got out of control because mm-hmm. Kate Hudson is in it, and mm-hmm. she became she became famous. But no, it's a mess. It just, I mean, it didn't really depict what you felt was the the essence of the of the story. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they. Uh, no, it looked like they took a salmon out of like a lake somewhere, a place where a salmon wouldn't even be. Right. Um, yeah, that's enough of that, Wayne. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm sorry if I had no. seen it, I might have thought differently when I talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's fine. Well, I, you know, um, you know, it did its thing. It went on its way. Sure. And, and uh, the world saw how that... Oh, and I got paid for it. That was a good part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, well, a, not a percentage of what it would earn because right, it earned yeah. nothing. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not a teenager, and I enjoyed the book a lot. Um, good. You know, and uh, it is something that's still being used in schools today. Yes. It has this fantastic guide that goes mm-hmm. on for 13 days. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. you could sort of give me a description of how this thing works, this guide. Okay, it's not just the guide, uh, and the guide is not just for students. It's for book clubs. Oh, okay. I like to go to book clubs, as you know. That's yes. <laughs> that's where we <laughs> where met. Where we met, that's right. That's where we met, at your book club. Um, and so what it did was expand expand the, um, the audience. Mm-hmm. And... I really enjoy going to book clubs, too, because often uh, people see different things in the books that I hadn't even intended. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, it, in a way, it's it's an education. Right. Uh, yeah. And in terms of how the book came along, first it was published in New York mm-hmm. uh, as a hardback and once the hardback sales um, are pretty much exhausted, that takes about a year. And it had to be New York in those days because all the distribution of books, just like Hollywood for movies, mm-hmm. uh, came from New York. Ah. And that's not true anymore. You can, there are local publishers uh, that can bring out a book and be discovered that way and gain an audience, but that was 
a big break for me mm-hmm. um, to get published in New York for distribution, and it got reviewed nicely other places, but the sales were all right here between Vancouver, B.C. and San Francisco, mm-hmm. very much a Northwest a Northwest People would, would understand that. Yep. Yeah, I, in the book club that I go to, I mean, it's amazing. A book I recommended uh, by a writer from San Francisco was about Portland. No, really? <laughs> People love the story. All right. And that's what attracted them to this story. Uh, and, I mean, I sense that same thing, is that when you have a story that focuses yeah. on, even my wife said, oh, I like this, the, I like the stories about the, the hangouts where they used to go and get hamburgers and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yes. She could identify with the places. Sure. Yeah, right. Sure. So I think it's, uh, I mean, it's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's, we, it, we need Oregon writers who write about the Northwest and well, I, yeah, I think we're we're blessed here yeah. with uh, the proximity to nature, uh, the rivers. Uh, we still have some clean ones and and free flowing waters. Uh, the ocean so close and the mountain so close. Uh, the book could hardly be written, or you can't write about the Northwest without bringing in the big woods right. um, and uh, our closeness to nature. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the uh, unique parts of this particular story, uh, where you you gave readers an opportunity to sort of get a sense of the Indian culture, mm-hmm. um, and that's a part of one of the themes in your in your uh, guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, um, you know, what was you, what was sort of your hope by entering this as part of a theme for discussion? What, what did you hope would come out of this awareness about the the uh, the Indians that used to yeah. net the fish from the river? <laughs> it stemmed. It stemmed from my own fascination with creation myths. Hmm. Uh, Some native stories have not crow, but uh, help me out with what's what's the bigger crow, the black... Oh, the raven. The raven, yeah. Yeah, raven. Raven. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Sometimes in some cultures, uh, raven is creates the world. Right. Uh, coyote is the one more more associated with the Northwest. Hmm. Uh, and coyote is very very different from or, or the coyote stories are so different from. Genesis, which I grew up with, Methodist Church, right. it seemed like an alternative story about how the world was made that made more sense to me. That the coyote stories are funny. The coyote himself is a rascal. But you could see, for example, how coyote ex- explains how the gorge was made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it belongs to us. And so that was, that's what, what I was going for, to maybe make that more accessible to other people. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we don't live in that culture anymore. I mean, yeah. I mean, that culture has really sort of disappeared. Or yep. We go to gambling casinos. Yeah. That's where our experiences are now with Indians. In a way, it's coming back though. Oh. To learn about these things, mm-hmm. I went to I went to talk to elders. I went to go to the uh, first fish ceremony at Umatilla and saw uh, the whole ceremony was done in the native language. Oh. The little kids out there knew the dance steps. Mm-hmm. It was, and they had the costumes that you think, oh, that's co- that's gone. That's right. not. It's there at the longhouse in mm-hmm. Umatilla. Same thing at, uh, well, around Warm Springs. Mm-hmm. Warm Springs is another one where right. the, the kids are following the culture. Yeah. Well, there were there were many successful discussion themes in there that I think are very valuable, and we don't have time to discuss all of those, but I think it's a very valuable part of, of the, the with this guide. Uh, it's not just discussing how the, your book came together. Yeah. You know, we're all interested in, in the writer's techniques and the storylines and the characters and and, so the, and the rejection and <laughs> re- rejection <laughs> and having to rewrite it because right. couldn't get published yeah. for a long time. So it so it's I, I'm you know wishing you well with this efforts of yours in trying mm-hmm. to reintroduce this new published book through uh, Ulugan, right? Am I Ulugan? Ulugan uh, Press, yes. uh, which is part of Portland State University, and I must admit, I there was a, a enormous group of people that has contributed to this book. I was yes. very impressed. I mean, yeah, that gets going. Well, it gets going by other it's other writers who are true to the Northwest mm-hmm. in particular. Right. Uh, Brian Doyle and Molly Glass and, and others. Well, Doyle didn't grow up here, but he <laughs> understands it right. as well as anybody. And Molly Glass, of course, did. They would be good readers. Craig, Le- Craig, Craig, Craig Leslie, Leslie is yes. another one. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, look, this is a wonderful book. I'm really happy to sort of re-examine it again now that I've parted from my book club. I can get to my put my own questions to at this particular time. Oh, good. So, and I certainly wish you well with this book. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Wayne. You're more than welcome. This has been another edition of Keeping Current with Wayne Potter.